Hello and welcome to another episode of the uh, in the show. Just to say th- a very big thank you to Anthony, um, who's actually going on his own holiday uh, over the weekend. He's going to the Gold Coast and Brisbane, so hopefully he'll enjoy that because he deserves a good break after kindly hosting the show for the couple of weeks that I was away. Joining me today is Leon, and after the crash at Barcelona, we bounced back with with a win, a great win against Lazio. I, I just want to echo what the guys were saying on the podcast, um, on the last podcast. I don't think our season is defined um, by going to Barcelona and losing 2-0. There's sides that are far further along their development um, that are going to lose their 2-0 uh, this season. And indeed, Real Madrid lost their 5-1, I believe. But I was really enthusiastic about the fact that we um, bounced straight back from a defeat because I was a bit worried about the mentality of the players, um, particularly in recent seasons. A defeat has sent us on a bad uh, spiral downwards, um, but we bounced straight back and had. I don't. I don't necessarily think that three goals was a fair reflection of the game. I thought Lazio performed better than to go down three nil, but I think it was a very professional very organised performance where you get a, a good away win. Um, and it's great to see them just sort of take that defeat in their stride and get back to doing the business. Leon, what did, what what's your overview of the match with Lazio? Yeah, I mean, I, I think we played an excellent game. Um, 3 nothing might be a little bit harsh. Uh, we got very lucky in the first half. I think the first 30 minutes, Lazio had created some great chances. And we need some last-ditch slide tackles or saves or just missed shots by them to keep a clean sheet. But, you know, uh, the the big thing was we were very, very clinical in front of goal. And some of those shots that we missed early in the year, some of those sitters that we should have put in the net, those just went in today. Um, I've never seen a team. I have, but for the most part, we were extremely clinical, nailing all our shots. We took a shot. It went in. uh, And it it was a great it was a great clinic put on by Inter. What did you feel about the defence? Because what I noticed was even though Lazio had their fair share of possession, um, I'm not sure what the statistics were, but um, it looked to me like they had their fair share. And they attacked pretty consistently for the first 25, 30 minutes. Um, and they they came on to us a lot in the in the second half. But I never really felt that the defence was in that much danger. Um, I know they did have a couple of shots, but that said, you're playing a decent team away. They're going to have a couple of they're going to have a couple of opportunities, but they had really no more than that. Um, do you what do you, what do you think of the base base that's being built by Spalletti in the defence? And would you agree with that comment? Hello. Yeah. Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. Um, what I was just saying that the, apart from other than the fact that Lazio did seem to me anyway to have their fair share of possession, and um, 
they did attack pretty consistently for the first 25, 30 minutes and through the second half. I never felt that we were in that much danger. Lazio did have a couple of opportunities, but they're always going to. You know, they're a decent team and we were playing them away from home. You can't expect a complete shutout. Um, but what do you think of the basis that Spalletti is building with the defence and how confident are you in it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the back line there. Again, I think we've got some quality players. It's such a, it's such an upgrade over last year. Both with Skriniar being a more polished veteran now, De Vrij coming in, Asamoa coming in, Miranda went from being our best defender to being a great sub. Uh, that that's a massive upgrade for us. Basalco is now coming in, and he seems to be healthy and he looked great last game. Uh, so. Our defense went from being Skriniar on his own in Ireland last year, having to deal with D'Ambrosio and Miranda um, and Dalbert, and now it's now it's you know four quality players back there. So I, I love the defense. It's it's shown why it's the best defense. I think it's the best defense in Italy right now. And he, and again, they they've only played eight games together, so they're just going to keep getting better and better. And understand each other's game and what each other is capable of and not capable of and where they need to fill in for the other one, I think. Um, Inzaghi played uh, De Vrij in the key match at the end of last season and we all know how that ended up. Um, Spalletti didn't play De Vrij on Monday night. Did he make the right decision? Obviously. Yes, because, you know, we kept a clean sheet. Um, I also think, like, he needed a rest. We have Miranda. Miranda was healthy. Um, we have some very important games coming up. So, yeah, and, and also a, a lot of these players, they let the pressure get to them. Um, the fans would have been on DeVry, especially for the way that game ended where he gave the penalty kick last year. You know, so, some players don't need that extra stress added onto them when they're playing, especially when you have a quality reserve sitting there. You know, if we didn't have, if Miranda wasn't there and it was Ranocchio, I would, you know, maybe we played a bribe, but with Miranda being healthy, why not just play him? Yeah, um, and I noticed that in Carriera dello Sport, um, Spalletti actually commented that De Vrij is a sensitive individual, um, and so it it could have been too much for him. I mean, I I really expect him, I I expect that to go out of the window when we're playing at home against Lazio, um, and I I think fr- I think next season possibly even if we. Uh, I'm not sure of the Cabra Italia draw, but if we were to meet Lazio in Rome, I think he could play then because as each match goes on, it's going to become less and less of an issue. Um, but I do think I think he made the right decision. And obviously, as you said, it's been proven by the fact that it ended um, with us keeping a clean sheet. Joe Mario came back for his first game of the season. Some Inter fans can't forgive him for his comments. Um, some are looking at him putting in a good performance against Lazio and possibly being the Brozovic of this season uh, with Spalletti kind of working a bit of magic on him. Do you, can, you, can you forgive him and do you see him being a part of the squad going forward? Yeah, I mean, as of now, I forgive him. Uh, yeah, I think we've had small discussions on it, but you know, he's he's he came in with his tail between his legs and his head down being pretty humble. Um, I know he said those things, but 
you know, if for a player of that quality to not get any game action until the end of October and not make a peep about it, not have his agent complain about it, you know, just put in the work, put in the time and training and not be able to play and be content with that. Uh, I think that shows a lot of character in his part. So the fact that he's done that, I can kind of, you know, I can understand that, you know, I don't think a lot of other players of his quality would have been content not playing uh, while practicing and putting in all that training time. So I think he's shown a little bit of remorse for what he said. I would agree with you. Yeah, um, it's the same way as, to be honest with you, Brozovic is really becoming uh, my favourite player in this in this particular team. I never thought that I'd say that. And I even remember going to the Napoli match, the Inter-Napoli match last season and talking to a couple of fans about Brozovic. And they were attacking Brozovic and Gagliardini. I actually defended Gagliardini to them, but I couldn't find a way of defending Brozovic. Um, And it was really, I think, from that match that he kicked on and started performing. You know, I think these are human beings at the end of the day. Um, Balotelli, I would find it difficult to forgive for having thrown the shirt um, on the floor in the match all those years ago against Barcelona. Um, I think that is, you know, a, a jersey, a football jersey is sacrosanct to the club and to the fans. It's just something that you don't do. Um, uh, Joe Mario came out, he complained a bit, but, you know, he didn't bring any, he didn't bring the club into disrepute. He didn't do anything um, particularly to... You can say that it was disrespectful, but at the same time, he's a human being. He's entitled to voice his opinion from time to time. Um, and if he continues to perform like he did against Lazio, I can't. I don't have any problem with him going forward. I really don't. Um, and, I, and I think he's such a talented player that if we can get the best out of him, he could be a huge contribution to the team. If I asked you to pick out one player who performed, who you think performed above the rest, sort of your man of the match, and one player who you were a bit disappointed with on Monday, who, which two names would you pick out? I mean, it's it's always going to go to the captain. It's it, it's a Cardi. He, I think he played fantastic. Um, he got the goal. Uh, he's he's so clinical in front of goal. I mean, uh, Argentina fans must really be kicking themselves for not bringing him to the World Cup. Uh, I think that game, he definitely could have scored a goal. Uh, and you know, I don't, I don't really think anyone played terrible in that match. I thought it was a pretty well-rounded um, game front to back. I, I, I can't, I can't pick a terrible point in there. Yeah, um, the, the, uh, to me now, I really, I was very, very, very impressed with Vecino. Um, I know he is a sort of a Marmite type player. Um, some people love him. Some people really dislike him. Uh, not that he's particularly done anything to the club other than perhaps underperform at times, but I was really impressed with him. I thought he was uh, an absolute engine against Lazio and really, uh, to me, was our standout player in the match. Uh, that said, in terms of players underperforming, um, Corriere della Sport said that our worst player on the night was Azamoa. 
um, and yet gave him 6.5 for his performance. Bear in mind that 6 is deemed to be the satisfactory level of performance in Italy um, for the for the uh, post-match votes, um, and they gave him 6.5. So I think that echoes what you said, that nobody really performed particularly poorly. Um, you know, if players come to the end of the season and their overall mark across the season is hovering around the 6.5 mark, generally speaking, they're quite satisfied. Um, so I think that was reflective of our overall uh, performance. Moving on, we play Genoa on Saturday uh, afternoon, Italian time, uh, three o'clock. Where do you think this match will be won, and uh, how do you see it? How do you see it finishing up? Yeah, um, Genoa lost in, uh, a tough one today. Um, Romagnoli getting on the score sheet on both sides, I believe, of the of the teams. I I think this game is you know going to be one at the back. Uh, I don't see Genoa keeping us out, regardless. Um, someone's going to score in that team. Our team is firing on all cylinders. You know, we've got Lotaro, Accardi, Perisic, Brozovic, everyone firing forward. Um, it's just if we can keep Piatic out uh, with our defense. Um, but I, I think this is going to be a pretty com- comfortable one for us at home. And given the fact that Genoa just played a game. And I, I, mean, I would agree with that. I think, uh, you know, Genoa have just been to, uh, just played in Milan last night. Um, they lost to Milan. I would like to think that we are a lot further ahead in our development than Milan are, uh, and I'm kind of I'm expecting I'm expecting a win. I don't ever like to say that we'll win comfortably because I think it's disrespectful to the other team. And I think in Serie A, probably probably Italy and England are the only two leagues where. Any team can beat any team on a given day. Um, so you know, if we if we were to come through that with a, winning by two goals, um, I'd be more than satisfied. Uh, and then we move into the return leg of the match with Barcelona. Do you think we can pick something up from this? And how do you think we can pick something up? Yeah. I'm not super confident about the return leg. I know we're home. I I think we played very well uh, in 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 the now camp. I think we played. We we all, we created chances. You know, we lost two nothing, but we weren't blown off the we weren't blown off the pitch. We didn't show up to play defensive football. We tried to score. We tried to keep a game of it. Um, I I'd like to see a result. I'd like to see a one point, maybe a two two. Uh, but Barcelona's a great team. It, the, the only way we're going to win is if we play our kind of football and attack and counterattack, uh, you know, gets, get, you know, m- make sure we have offensive players on the pitch. A 2 2 is the best result I can see. I mean, Nangalan is coming back, so that could be that could be key. Um, but as I said, I'm going to echo the comment that I think it was Alessandro made about the result in, uh, in Barcelona. Our season is not going to be made or lost on playing against Barcelona. This is our first season back in the Champions League for many, many years. Um, 
I would be hopeful that we can nick something. And I, I don't think it's impossible that we could beat them. Um, I mean, they have had some strange results over over the years in, in Europe. Uh, Barcelona, uh, sorry, Roma um, hammered them at home last season after losing pretty heavily in Spain. Um, you know, they've lost, they've lost away to Celtic when they were probably at a stronger in a stronger position than they are now. Um, you know, they have had some iffy away results, and if we can put in our really very best performance, I don't see why we can't beat them. That said, I'm gonna let my head rule my heart and say that I'm I'm pessimistic about it. Uh probably expecting them to double uh result us. Uh and we've just gotta take that in our stride. And just to echo what I was saying at the start of the program, Omar to ask you about it. The fact that we lost to Barcelona and then we bounced back with a really good away win. Do you think that the team has turned the corner uh, in terms of its mentality? Do you think it's a coincidence? No, I, I, I think we've turned the corner. Um, we, we're normally the team that gives up the last-minute goals. And this year, we're the team that's scoring the, the most last-minute goals and coming from behind. And, and coming from behind versus great teams, you know, two Champions League come from that victories. And we, again, we weren't played off the pitch against Barcelona. We, I felt it was a good, res, you know, a good result in terms of how we played. Um, and the, the, the team has a mentality, the, the team has a belief that we can win the games, uh, as opposed to last year, definitely a couple of years ago, where we just get into a rut and we were going an eight game losing and draw streak. I don't see that happening. I see even a bad result saying, I know we can get out of this. And, and we did get out of it. You know, the first four weeks were a pretty dismal four weeks in terms of how the team was playing, but we had belief and we got over it. I, uh, yeah, I think, um, I think it's a hugely positive sign that we are not folding in games that we go behind in that we, um, are also able to lose a match uh, and then bounce straight back and win. I think the I think I hoping that there is a massive change in the mentality. Certainly, all the signs are pointing towards that, and um, I'm really I'm really that is one aspect that I'm hugely positive about following the Lazio match. Um, and even if we were to lose to Barcelona again. I don't. I don't think it will stunt the players. I think. Um, I think they're well capable of bouncing back yet again, um, as they've proven throughout the season so far. Uh, in terms of one of the biggest news items, um, obviously, is Zhang Stephen Zhang becoming the president. Do you think this is a forward step for the club? Um, I think you discussed it a little bit in the last episode. Um, do you think it's a forward step, though? And why or how do you think it will bring the club forward? Well, I, I think he's shown the dedication and passion uh, to make this his his number one project. You know, it's it's not a an investment portfolio for him. Um, obviously, it is for Suning, but it, for him, it seems like he wants to be immersed in the team. He seems to be involved with the players. He's involved with social media. He jokes with the players. 
he seems to be a president who wants to be here all the time, 100% of the time. Not like Thor here, who came here every third week and was made her parents, not made her parents. It seems to be Stephen Zhang's kind of role that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be president of Inter and to, ha- surround, to surround him with people that know what they're doing, listen to their advice, but also take command of the situation. Yeah, I would agree. I, I mean, the fact that he banters with the players on social media shows that he feels a connection with them. Um, and if he feels a connection with them and they feel a connection back, then it can only be positive. It can only encourage them to perform, to improve the performances more and more. Um, one thing that I thought was really, really positive is that since he became um, president, and remember, it's only a week or so since he did, he came into that role, um, Inter have uh, Inter have bought the basically bought the women's team. So Inter Femenile, which was a standalone project is now part of the bigger inter group, inter family, if you like. And we've spoken about it in uh, in past episodes that it, it's it really is a it really is a positive um if the team can if the club makes the women's aspect of the game important, you know, and really f- makes the 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 female players who are also representing inter um, part of their project, uh, part of the bigger inter, as I said, family. Um, as we as we've spoken about before, particularly with yourself and Alessandro, um, both being based in America, one of the big markets, um, one of the big new markets for soccer, if you like, is um, is America. And I know that the women's game is huge over there. The, you know, it's really thing. It's things like this that will help to make the club grow. It's things like this that show that the club is um, is modernizing and is becoming a really a real force for. And I would like to say equality. Um, I think it's it's important that everybody gets their chance, and that we recognize that you, you know it does. The book doesn't start and stop. With the first team, it, we're, we're bigger than that. We're more important than that, and we treat everyone with, you know, their fair dose of respect. Um, what What's your view on 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 that situation? No, I, I think it's I think it's where we have to go as a club, and where we have to go to expand the league, uh, draw in more fans. I'd, I'd have to say we're on the right track now. Yeah. Um, I, and uh, I'm going to talk about a, per, a personal experience when uh, that I just had when I was on uh, holiday, and I'm going to ask you if you've ever had a similar experience. Um, I went to watch a Moroccan uh, league match, and I've been with I've been to stadia really across europe to matches across europe and some of them where the fans have amongst the worst reputations in those particular countries and they i've i've never experienced anything i've never experienced anything like it um they when we when i arrived to the stadium 
the the fans were trying to rush the gates and were basically playing a game of cat and mouse with the police. Um, I approached the policeman, said that I needed to buy a ticket, and he just literally grabbed me and brought me in beyond the perimeter fence and said, there you go, you're inside. Um, just go up to the gate and go in. So I walked up to the gate and, and went in. Uh, I tried to go in and they told me, no, you have to have a ticket. And they said, but the policeman told me that I don't have a, have to have a ticket. No, you have to have a ticket. They called the police across. The police said, no, you have to have a ticket. You have to go and get a ticket. So I walked back up. Amongst this, there's uh, fans still rushing the gate, trying to rush the gates. Um, and, you know, police basically beating fans back um, and preparing tear gas and so on. I'm kind of entering a mentality of I actually, to be honest, I it's crossing my mind whether I actually want to be here at all. Um, I asked another policeman for a ticket. No, you don't need a ticket. Go back to the gate and tell them that you don't need a ticket. Was that I have to get a ticket from somewhere. If I go back, God knows what's going to happen to me. Um, then eventually, after about, I'd say, 10, 15 minutes, I persuade them to give me this piece of paper that basically has guest written across the front of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> go back up to the gate and eventually get let in about 15 minutes after the after the game has started. Now, as I said, uh, I've I've never experienced. I, I've been to some of the toughest um, grounds in in England, in uh, in Italy, in the Czech Republic, in France, and so on. But I've never experienced anything anything like it. And also the fact that uh use of stairs seemed to be um anathema to the the Marrakesh supporters. They just literally were climbing over the uh the walls to get into the stadium and then jumping over the walls on their way back instead of actually going down up and down uh stairs which would seem <laughs> The, the more typical route for me. Um, it was really, I have to say, once I was in the stadium, it was grand, it was fine, um, but it was really intimidating on, on the way in. I just wonder, have you ever experienced anything like that? I have not, no, thankfully. Um, it sounds like a fun experience. It sounds traumatic, but uh, now I've been to lots of football games in my life uh, in Europe and Africa and South America. But they've been mostly either with bigger teams or at World Cup where it's organized and everyone's kind of friendly because there's not a lot of hate going on. Um, that sounds very traumatic and it's probably not the way to grow your fan base and fill your stadium with most people and families and stuff. Yeah, I would That's say I will. I will say that uh, the ultras there were uh, extremely impressive. The noise from them. Um, get bearing in mind that this is a stadium that holds 50, 55,000 people. Um, it has a running track uh, around, so you're quite far away from the play. And uh, there was only about 5,000 uh, fans there. The noise was absolutely deafening. You would have thought that the stadium was 
sort of fold twice over. Um, and the standard of play, to be honest, wasn't wasn't bad at all. It was, I would say, it was sort of middle in Serie B standard. So it was a good experience, but I'm not entirely convinced it's an experience I'll be repeating any time in the near future. Um, there is. Let me check. There is something. Uh, no, I think that's the end of the subjects um, for this week. I think we've run out of topics. Um, and my thanks to Leon uh, for joining me today. Again, thanks to Anthony for hosting the podcast in my absence. And I'll sign off with saying Fort Center. Fort Center, thank you for hosting and talk to you guys on Saturday.